So we're going to start this episode with a new segment called Kibble Corrections, <laughs> which is where we go back and correct things that we said incorrectly in the last episode. So a lot. Uh, and by we, I mean the royal we, because it was my fault. Um, yeah, because it was it was the tillage episode, and you're the tillage man. You would think. Yeah. Well, the, the funny part is, like, I can do a live event and say stuff that might be wrong. But nobody knows. But nobody has it recorded. <laughs> it's not an audio file. As long as you say it with confidence, it's correct. That's true. That is, that is a fact. People generally trust the things I say. So I uh, apparently I went back and listened to the episode after I got a couple of messages on it. But I called out the five, you know, like basic types of John Deere tillage tools, the field cultivators, the VTs, the discs, the fall tools, rippers, and chisel plows. Then I mentioned the ST series strip till bar. Right after that, I said that all these tools have true set on them, Wrong. which is not correct. Wrong. The ST series strip till bar does Doesn't not come with yeah. true set yet. Mm, so I'm not perfect. Retract um, that statement. Yeah, I'm willing to. Yeah, I redact that statement. I don't know what that word means, but it sounds <laughs> professional. It never happened. It never <laughs> happened. I annul that statement. The men in black you need the little pen. I delete that statement. Now we can get into the good episode. Get away from tillage, and now we can talk about stuff that's actually interesting. Just say, let's fun. start this episode. Let's start this episode. You're so rude. Welcome to Everything A, and then some, presented by Kibble Equipment. Frequently fun, usually informative, and always tangent-filled look at the industry that feeds the world. From cutting-edge John Deere technology to the impact of social media on the agriculture industry, no topic is off-topic. So today, we're going to talk about performance upgrade kits. Pucks. Which are called pucks. Not like hockey pucks. Just because we're from Minnesota, state of hockey, doesn't mean everything revolves around it. It's not a hockey puck. I mean, there is some, there's some marketing you could do there. True. You could come up with some cool taglines, like score with these pucks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, you're you're not wrong, but that that was pretty good from the top of my head. You could, could you do better? No, absolutely not. And I should note, it is just the three of us today, Sam, other Sam and Chris, boss man, Chris. So we're going to talk. John Deere performance upgrade kits specifically for planters, but we're going to do something maybe a little controversial and compare them to what's available from precision planning. Who's going to be, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to hold back my words. I really wanted to say something there, but yeah. I'm going to hold it back. I'm you're going to be bad cop. I'm going to be good cop. And Chris is going to be the mediator. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Chris. <laughs> add, it to yeah. the, add it to the resume. <laughs> But before we get into it, we should just maybe do some background. Because how long has John Deere offered Pucks. performance upgrade, upgrade kits? 20. That's another number we'll get wrong. We'll just <laughs> take it from the last episode. Just say a bunch of years, and then I can edit the right year in, and we can was, sound like we're geniuses. It was 2018. That sounds when we, right. Because when yeah. we were talking about the uh, the PIP for the downforce sensor, it What's was Plus 20, or minus a year. I think it's yeah. 20. Because the history exact merge came out in like 2015 15, 16. Yeah, so that would kind of make sense. But yeah, Precision's so. had essentially what their version of a performance upgrade kit would be. They don't call them that, but they've been around for a significant amount of yeah. years longer than our our pucks. pucks have. Yeah, but they've been a la carte John Deere planner 
parts for a long time. We'll just plan yeah. parts. Yeah, yeah period. It's, so this is an example. We're going to do some compare comparison contrasting, right? Yeah. Oh, we'll try. We'll try. Um, <laughs> so this is to be fair to give them credit, a precision planning. Yeah, like they really did push John Deere to move things along faster than oh, they, yeah. oh, they yeah. probably would have. Right? Oh yeah. I I remember when I was at Uncle John John Deere. Um, the late, mid to late 2000s precision planning had been around, around for a while. They had a precision finger pickup meter, Keaton seed firmers, some other parts to enhance planters. Yeah. And then I think it was in that 2006, seven timeframe, they came out with a 2020 monitor add on yep. and that just blew up. Like when we were at John Deere, we were had laser focused at Trimble to be in the main competitor. And within the matter of six to 12 months, it flipped it on its head and it was precision planning. Preci- yeah. Precision yeah. planning. But to be fair too, to precision planning, John Deere, bought them for tried. a brief amount of time. Yeah. I mean, tried we can to say tried, tried to, but yeah. technically the deal they happened did. and then it got shut down, you know. By the government. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, got, it was, uh, yeah, the Department of Justice put a antitrust thing in play and then never got, went to court. Yeah. And basically they just backed out. Yeah. yeah. And I don't remember the exact date that it happened, but I know I was at a farm show, found out that deer bought precision. And then I was like, this is going to change some things. And then like rowdy. a day later, it was like, oh, never mind. JK. One of my, I was, uh, I was with Pioneer Seeds for a little bit when that all was going down. And I called one of my friends at the dealership. I'm like, oh, so what are you telling customers now? It's like, hey, yeah, you remember that stuff I said is not so great? Turns out it's pretty good now. <laughs> and the next day, <laughs> I redacted my statement. <laughs> never mind. It's terrible again. No, but I will say precision has and always will be a force to reckon with. Always will be. They do make good stuff. I'm not going to completely bash them. You make me sound like I'm it a horrible sound, human being. It sounds like there's a butt coming. Though. Oh, but I am. <laughs> I'm going to tee it up. Well, anyway. let's, let's, I guess, just set a background on what they offer and what we offer. We'll kind of go through them a little bit. And we're going to really compare high speed planners. Yeah. And we do have some, like some really good direct comparisons product to product. Um, the easy one to start with is obviously the meter and the the seed delivery system. seed delivery systems so they've got v set also so we've got all this exact stuff exact emergency they have exact v shot, they have exact rate they have v set they v drive v stuff but do mm-hmm. we know what the v i mean exact stuff and it's okay so it's exact variable it's, probably v is variable well it doesn't it's not e so it's not for electric i'm guessing it's for variable i don't know i don't know i th- well, somebody you look at the precision logo it's like a you know Early stage corn plant. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a corn plant and what is it? V3. Their logo is kind of a V. I thought that might be it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Somebody will tell us. Yeah. Hopefully somebody. Somebody will tell us. Somebody DM me <laughs> or send us an email at everything egg podcast at kibble And I'm not spelling it. K I B B L E E Q.com. Yeah. There People can spell on their own. And if they oh. misspell it, then we just don't get your email. Yeah. True. Try until you succeed. Yeah, so we're going head-to-head comparison right now. Exact merge versus so the, so the V set. Yeah, so the V V set still uses like a straight up and down disc, seed disc. Yeah, for singulation. Yep. I don't. I mean, the V set has and it also is V drive, right? Yep. So that's your electric portion your, of the meter. Yep, yep. So what's what are the big advantages of the deer system? Because I know the V set so, meter wasn't originally meant to be a high speed meter. The deer meter is significantly bigger. That's because we use a bowl system where... The bowl holds more. Not necessarily. Oh, okay. It's the bowl system versus like your... I call it the traditional... Yeah, like a Max Merge 5. Yeah, Max Merge 5, Max whatever. So that's the big difference is one, the size, and two, the actual seed plate 
a John Deere planter sits kind of at a cant almost a little bit. You want to say like if you just stand behind the planter and look at the meter, sits a little bit of a cant. What's yep. a cant? Cant. An angle. You can't describe. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't come up with the definition <laughs> for can't. Sits at a little bit of an angle where precisions are straight up and down like a traditional meter. And then kind of the. You re- were just trying to sound fancy. It, well, it is at a can't. You could, or a, it's kitty wampus. Kitty, kitty wampus. <laughs> not catty wampus. It's kitty wampus. Anywho. Stop trying to railroad me. (laughs) So one of the big advantages to having that bowl system at a little bit of an angle. Yes. A camber. Is when you're going on side slopes and up and down slopes, like if you're going straight up a hill, straight down a hill, side hills, whatever it may be, our seed pool does not move very much in that bowl, right for that bowl. So you're looking at a traditional meter, your seed pool is going to either lack some or get over full or it's going to move around a little bit in a traditional meter where on the bowl system, it will move a little bit, but it's still very consistent where it sits on that bowl. And so you can still get your really good singulation and not worry about skips and doubles. Oh. Yeah. That was, I was in Wisconsin for a while and that was a big thing. And those goat hills where you're going back and forth yeah. side to side. I know nothing Here's about Wisconsin. <laughs> and that's when, it, on the conventional meters, that's when we switched a lot to the sweet corn disc, and yeah. the Pro Max 40. Pro Max 40. Yeah. So it gives you it on a higher back back level to get away from that issue. Yep. yep. And so, yeah, it just sticks better. If you want to know a fun <laughs> fact about the bulls on a planter row, I ordered uh, a POC, a performance upgrade kit for Exact Emerge, and I didn't go in and order the seed bowls. Oh, <laughs> so nice. So it came up. less seed bowls. <laughs> it's for a demo planner. So we we put the the puck on a 1770 NT. So it's like a model year, I don't know, 2010. It was a th- maybe a 13. I think it was a 13. It was an older planner, though. So the thing was we were trying to demo the fact that you can make an old planner new again, and we'll talk about that. But uh, I forgot to order it with the bowls, so it shows up. And they're like, all right, we ready for the demo? Well, yeah, if we had seed bowls. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, missed that Oops, line. Uh, and then, but the, I think the important one, especially when it comes to a high-speed planner, is going to be your exact emerge brush belt versus the speed tube. Speed, speed tube. delivery. Yeah. And that's the one, that's the comparison that we're <clears throat> always looking at to really determine what's, is is the exact, I mean, is the exact emerge truly better at putting the seed where it's supposed to where be. It's exactly where it's supposed to be versus the speed tube design. And they're very similar from the standpoint of it's, like a racetrack that you're so, literally yep. carrying the seed right down into the trench and yeah, placing it there. You look at it, just imagine a traditional seed tube. It's I've just got the visual. Open, I love it. And it just takes it from the meter, get, gets knocked out, and just f- free falls down to the uh, your trench, and that's where it sits. It might bounce around going down the tube and bounce around as soon as it hits the ground, and then it's and there, and then the closing system closes it. Right, and that's your big limitation on speed when you're talking yeah. a conventional – like an ME5E or Max Emerge planner. I don't want to use acronyms as much as I can, but yep. your standard, you know, finger pick called a conventional planner. Because yeah, yeah. that the curve in the seed tube on a conventional planner, in theory, at like four and a half, four five and miles, half is, yeah. when it drops, it. it's supposed to go all the way back, go all the way down the tube without hitting anything because it's supposed to be a straight, straight. drop at four and a half miles an hour. Yep. In theory. Yep. Like the power tower. Yep. And so that's... <laughs> for corn. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what that is. And so, yeah, the... Differences between, for people that don't know, brush belt system, which is trademarked, 
I always think that's funny when it, the brush belts trademark. Yeah, it's not like it's a cool name. <laughs> no, it's just but it is trademark. And speed tubes. And so speed tubes is it's a like a rubberized plastic belt that has cogs in it, and each seed gets put in to that cog, gets sent down to the seed trench, and then gets. Yeah, it's thro- kind of like it's like thrown out. Same kind of same as concept as the brush belt gets thrown onto the. Ground. I was when I first saw that design, it reminded me of a finger pickup belt. Yeah, yeah. So like an old seven thousand planner. If you have your your, your Pick a belt on the inside of the meter. There's a little hole in there. Well, in the so speed tubes, it doesn't. Essentially, but. the big difference is with a speed tube, you've got your little cavity that it's in, your yeah. little square that it's in, but it doesn't necessarily maintain any contact with anything yeah, so at any it's time. Just, it's just so, in a little yeah, it's cube. Your belt, and you have your cogs on it, and it just sits right in there and goes all the way down to the ground. But with your brush belt, yeah, it it's got it's your, in your brush. It's got positive contact. It should be in the exact space it's supposed to be. Yep. So the way deer meter works is your brush belt goes up into your meter, and your knockout wheel physically pushes it into your brush belt. And then it, that brush belt, your bristles are supposed to hold the seed and then come down. And then with centrifugal force, as it comes into the bottom, it'll get spit out at the bottom. Yeah. So, so no matter what your rate. in place. No matter what your rate, it's no matter what your speed. It's infinite there's, adjustment. There's no fixed. There's no fixed area where it is. Yeah. And so that's one of the big things with the brush belt versus speed tubes is speed tubes have fixed areas with their cogs. It's only so big and you can only fit one or two or however many seeds inside those versus brush belt. You have. You can put it anywhere within that brush. Yeah, and so everybody can say that their system is better than the other system, <clears throat> but there is a lot of testing that gets done, especially competitive comparison testing that gets yes. done by Iowa State. Yes. Uh, and that was one. Iowa State did a comparison between the speed tube versus the exact emerge with both soybeans and corn. My favorite part of this study, if you look at it, the first study they did was on standard deviation of seed placement so basically how far off were was a was a group of seeds from exactly where they were supposed to be spacing wise well the precision precision speed tubes and the deer exact emerge the deer was like a couple points lower on standard deviation so technically it did better they were close enough though that i think in corn hey, you corn I, you tr- it's they're both very good in corn. Yeah, you're probably you not really going to notice a big difference. You can't notice a huge difference. I do love that they threw the conventional planter in there and did a 5, a 7.5, and a 10-mile-an-hour <laughs> yeah. with just a drop tube planter. Yep. And the standard deviation on the 10-mile-an-hour is just off the charts. Yeah. I just I just love the guy that's pulling that. Just stuff's flying everywhere. Seeds bouncing uh, out of the trench. Especially <laughs> if it's ground-driven. Those chains are just screaming. I just imagine while he's driving, it's an open station tractor, yeah. and he's yelling, <laughs> For science. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you'll see a very large difference in seed spacing in soybeans when it comes to deer versus precision. Especially when you get larger seed size. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't think, so I think they kind of changed the study from uh, standard deviation of seed placement just because of your, your populations are so high. It's mm-hmm. a, maybe a ton of measuring and it's really tough to figure out what. So they went with survival rate. Yep. Uh, between the, the speed tube and the deer. And especially when you get up into those higher rates, they did 80,000, 100,000, 120, and 140. The 120 and 140, your high population soybeans, there's a significant difference in survival rate. We're talking 73 to 84% compa- that's precision to deer. So you're talking 10% yep. higher survival rate in those higher population soybeans. That's that's noticeable. Yeah, yep. so in theory, and that there's a big trend, in, at least where we're at, of people doing verberate soybeans and applying and planting lower rates. Typically around here, it's been 140, 145,000. 
most of that's just so you got a final stand yeah, that survives all the way to harvest, right? Because yeah. they're always stacked on top of each other. Yeah, so if you can get 70% survival rate is what you're hoping for. So. Yeah, right. So if you can sink, you can plant lower rates, singulate better, so your final stand, your final survivable it's stand is, 80, is there still. 80, 90, then you'll and, be And that helps. Off. Um, in our area, there's a lot of guys with problems with white mold. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the things to help that is to get air, you know, consistent um, airflow between airflow. Plants. Yeah, airflow helps. So if you can space out those beans evenly at a lower rate, then you have a little bit more airflow. Yep. Yeah, like I've we've walked walked behind. Or I shouldn't say walk directly behind, but like after seed comes up, it looks like a sewing machine went out there and put all the seeds in the ground. It's really it's cool to cool. see. Well, yeah, yeah. and have, so if you look at the this this chart again here, you're looking at if you look at eighty thousand. We've still got eighty five percent from the deer standpoint survival rate at eighty thousand. So the and you're and the precision's better at that. So they're at seventy eight points. So they're close to seventy nine. We're at eighty five. So it's getting closer between the two, but that's but it's know, just yeah. So that's on that's just one of the drawbacks on those. Have we told the summer things. interns yet that they need to do stand counts and soybeans? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do they're gonna all quit. <laughs> we. Who wants to teach them? <laughs> yeah, you're the old agronomist. <laughs> is it is it cool to do nose goes when you're in your forties? <laughs> I speak for you guys as well. But yeah, and then we also need to touch on this when it comes to speed tubes versus brush belts. Well, and just to finish off this study bit, sorry, I don't okay. want to cut you off, but okay, fine. Uh, be that this way. wasn't just a one year thing. No, this was a five year study. Yeah, so. A lot of science went into this. We can do it. We've, we're doing agronomic trials this year as part of a kibble equipment thing in combination with John Deere. Um, we're doing some agronomic trials specifically with soybeans comparing precision stuff up here because that's the other thing people are like, wow, it might work better down there, but that's not my ground. You know, my ground is different. Every, yep. every, how many times I've heard that? Uh, so, but we're doing some stuff up here this year, but that's a one-year trial. This is a five-year trial. So I guess the plug before we, we get away from soybeans is if you haven't thought about doing soybean prescriptions, you know, it's not our job to tell you what rate what to, to put it, what, you know, yeah. in your field. Disclaimer, we are not agronomists. We are not. We play one on TV. Talk to your seed person. Talk to your, your uh, an agronomist. There's a lot of people trying uh, prescriptions in soybeans. Mm-hmm. Usually it's a, it's exact opposite. In the highly productive areas, you do lower rates. and the lower productive, you do higher rates. So yeah, talk to them. It's pretty fun. So one of the other ones that's pretty important, I think, is uh, individual row hydraulic downforce, more IR- more commonly referred to as IRHD. IRHD. We don't have a we don't have a trade. Is that a trademark too? IRHD? No. Yeah, it can't be. That's just an acronym. We should have got a cool name for that. Exact force. No, I don't need any more exact <laughs> to keep keep track of exact bingo. But yeah, versus, versus Delta, Delta, Delta Force. Maybe it's because they had force in their name, and we didn't want to have force in our name. Otherwise, I bet it would have been exact force. There's there's a, speculation. There's a lot of controversy around hydraulic downforce on both sides because it's not perfect. And especially on the deer size, we got a lot of scrutiny on it because our well, downforce sensor. It seems to be on both systems, though. Like across the planner, it seems like when you, when somebody has an issue, whether it's big or small, some it seems like that issue always seems to come from the downforce. Yeah, they look extremely different, but they work in the same way essentially oh yeah if you're running a precision planner you're going to run probably going to run delta force if you're running yeah. a deer system you're going to have irhd i mean yep. otherwise they're not that functionally different the difference the big one that i hear a lot is that delta force has up force yeah and you go negative you can yeah. go you negative can have, and you can raise you can your force row unit. up versus yep. deer we do not have up force Mm-mm. now which what's what's the point of it well I've, if you're planting in spots where you shouldn't be planting <laughs> 
<laughs> the Delta I Force is going to just came do a from Sleepy job. Eye, and I found several of those spots. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, I, I hear about it because it's. I think it's something that they have that we don't. So that's what the concern is. Like, well, do I do I need this? I don't know. I, I have no idea either. I have ne- yet to hear a use for it. Which whatever. I've never run. I have, a I have seen. <laughs> That I has up force. I don't want to. Oh, I, don't I, think, want to I think you say I never ran a planter. <laughs> I don't want to stop that <laughs> mid set. I've never touched a planter. Uh, I've never run one with up force, so I've never known if I needed yeah. it or. Not. I have seen it happen before, where I don't know if it was a glitch in the precision side or what, but the row unit did get lifted out of the ground, and the seed just got thrown right on top of the row or right on top of the trench, and so. It, won't grow or anything so you just go down go down the road and you go why is that one row have nothing in it that's called hover planting well <laughs> back to the future back just to the future both sides of that issues but i think that if i were to pick one thing as a puck to do it would be IRHD. I, yeah irhd mm-hmm. getting that consistent seed depth you know the whole thing about they emerge this you know within yeah. so many hours of each other yeah it, it's just like remodeling a kitchen though when you're going to be installing these systems it's like why well i'm this far deep putting irhd on yeah replacing all the harnesses yeah let's just go just go all the way let's just throw a brush belt on there yep yeah um they also have a a singulated row fertilizer delivery system v apply versus exact rate i don't know if we really need to get into a ton of detail on that i mean honestly the functionality between the two is pretty similar yep uh i think we can have our opinions on all oh, the integration of exact rate or whatever, but we don't really need to dig too far into it. I think the the biggest one is the one on the back with what they call furrow force. Yep, and we just have a and we true, have we have pneumatic closing. Yeah, wells. or but it's a still a traditional closing system. It's, tr- it's, yeah, it's instead of being spring down force, it's just pneumatic. Right, but yeah. it's the same. You can you can get stitching wheels, yep, uh, you, or you can get the traditional rubber wheels, or yep, you can get cast wheels, rubber wheels, or the spiked one for all the, the so this furrow force is something that i see pop up a lot yeah i see it all over I've, there's a i've seen a lot of, of those going happen. on planners but yep. it's a i would say if i was my grandpa it's this newfangled thing <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> what's that hang newfangled thing hanging off the planner and i know but i know there's probably a lot of guys that are like well i want to see how this goes with other people and then you've mm-hmm. got your early adopters that are like hey this is new it's supposed to be the new hotness we're going to throw this baby on yep i've seen i've seen a good mix of both of them um from the customers you'd expect to be on both sides of that uh i would say i think in principle right you're cutting out the sidewall so you're cutting out any air that the idea is the, that they're doing get rid of sidewall compaction they're closing the trench good, from the bottom up and getting good seed to soil contact yeah the seed to soil contact is the selling point yep and but I, I think this the the idea in and of itself is a great idea yeah and you forgot one of the biggest benefits of furrow force it picks up rocks for you too well so that's <laughs> I, I didn't get that far. <laughs> we were playing good cop, bad cop, and then you just bad copped on top of my good cop. Um, but yeah, I think on on as a design, I think the idea is is right. Like, yeah, it, no, it, it when is it works, on. it's great, yep. and I think that's the feedback that I've gotten is when it's working, it's awesome. But it adds more components to your row unit. Yep, and then what has happened is for the most part where we have a lot of rocks. That thing grabs it a lot grabs of rocks. rocks like mad, and so it's great. You start out, it's working, and then it, and when that if that thing starts picking up rocks, you that's better when you got to have a BFH in the toolbox. That's when I'll that's when I'll get Snapchats uh, with you know cuss words in them. Are you cussing <laughs> with me? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. So but, no, but it is a really good product, and like they know what they're doing. They're not just going to shove something out there that they might work, might not. Like and, it, and there is like a rock guard adapter. Yeah, and thing you can change that, this the because like on clo- our clo- any traditional closing systems, you can offset your wheels too. Right. Same scenario with those those discs that have, they have in front. You can offset them so that hopefully rocks just bounce off and go through it. So, yeah. but so there is ways to mitigate it and everything, but yeah, that's one of the biggest complaints is. And I think the other one was is from rocks. like where people have really soft soft soils. It's kind of peat peat ground, essentially peat ground. Yep. Yeah, but it, any closing system in peat ground is true. Bad. A struggle. Yeah, a struggle. See, I can play good cop too. Hey, I, I'll tell I'm it how it saying, is. I'm, but yeah, I'm just saying you put this thing on, it may go great. Uh, I've got some reports that guys just loved it. Yeah. I've I've had other ones that are like, I can't stand it because it keeps picking up rocks and there's, there's no benefit. That's Mm -hmm. enough benefit. If you drag a row unit, Yeah, you you, you use a rock rake for 300 (laughs) feet (laughs) or half a mile either, or if you're not paying attention. So, but I think, I think if they can design it so that it doesn't pick up rocks, essentially completely avoid picking up rocks. I think they're onto something and that'd be a great product. Oh, if it doesn't it pick up rocks, I give them props. It would be a great no, it thing. Is, it is a good system. So I think the the last thing we should talk about from a deer standpoint, at least in comparison to precision, is just the overall advantage of of putting a deer system a deer, on your planter. A deer upgrade a deer kit versus upgrade kit a versus precision, precision upgrade parts. kit. Yeah. And, the, and in my mind, the biggest one is that when you order a performance upgrade kit from deer, you're also... Those pieces, whatever you add, are getting tied to your serial number. You actually get a new serial number yep. for your planter that reflects all of the upgrades that you did. Yep. So when somebody looks up that planter serial number, they'll see it's got exact emerge row and it's got uh, individual row hydraulic downforce. If you put precision stuff on, you better just hope the guy that puts the listing together knows gets all the things about. that yeah. are on your planter because it's all very... In, a la carte. In, in my mind, that's a huge thing to do it because, like, you'll go out in the lot and you you have two planters side by side. One's a deer puck. One's a precision upgrade kit. If they We have a planter on the lot that's just precision stuff, and all the description is just precision high speed. Well, what does it actually all yeah, what have does it on mean? it? What yep. does it mean? That's a big thing. Well, and part of the reason deer can do that is when we do these upgrade kits, you get a complete row unit. Yes. That's, I mean, it's, that's a, what it's not just bolting on a be. meter. It's, it's you get a... Create complete row unit. So the, the you're talking parallel arms. Frame the frame is the same, from, but everything else back from even the frame from U bolts that hold the, the row unit on back, and yeah. that's the huge thing that you take it down to a naked bar. Yes, yeah. you take it down. <laughs> what's you guys talked a lot about rocks, but that's like number one. Oh, at nine miles an hour, what's that going to do? Well, deer designed that row unit that row unit to be a lot more heavy duty to handle those speeds. Yeah, and that's the huge huge part about it is. You look at price comparisons. We get, and I hear it all the time, beat up on price comparisons, deer versus precision high speed. If you don't want to flip over your old planner, if you want to get a deer puck, or you want to flip it over to precision high speed, precision's always going to beat us in price. They're always going to be cheaper. Your upfront price, yeah. Yeah. You look at what you're getting with a puck, you're getting a whole row unit. Yes. The entire thing, shank, frame, parallel arms, opening disc, closing wheels, closing wheel frames, springs however you build it you get the entire thing brand new and that's and that was the point of that demo planner last year that we ran was to show you like we can take this 10 year old planner and we can make it a brand new planner yeah the only thing that you keep is your bar and your ccs tanks 
And you can even it. get CCS tanks. I mean, yeah, you yeah. Want. You want to get the brand new CCS tanks? You can. You got no box planner and you want CCS? We can <laughs> do that. Seen, yeah, it's happened. But yeah, <laughs> so that's the one of the biggest things when it comes to upgrade kits. Yeah, and then the, the other thing too is I don't know if I'm going to be subjective here at some point, but um, the integration, obviously, the green deer is dang good at making things work really well green on green. Yes. Green tractor, green planner. Works phenomenal. Green system. Seed star, right? Yep. It's super easy to hook up. It's very, the displays are super integrated. There's not wiring harnesses all over. It's so clean. Yep. That's the feedback you're going to get from a guy that switches or the ones that we've demoed here this spring yep. is like the setup is just clean. Everything's just there. It just works. There's no moving monitors around. And then the other thing with planners, right? We take the calls. You're in it for a week, a year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. And then there's updates that come along with it. So you got to learn new stuff. Even yeah. you got to relearn the old stuff and learn new stuff. And yeah, guys struggle. So if you got two monitors now that you got to, you got to make you sure you learn. know the deer monitor and you got to know your 2020. Yep. It's, it's just more to know. There's more to hook up. There's, there's more complexity to it. So yeah, and that's, that's I don't know if I'm being subjective saying that that's a big advantage for deer there, it but is. it's that green on green. And not to railroad this for a second, but we have to touch on this before People start yelling, screaming at us. The IRHD downforce sensor, yes, it was a problem. It wasn't the sensor; it was the connector. The connector, yeah, it was the it was connector. Just the coax, we fixed coaxial it. connector. We yep. had problems con with the connection there. Yep, we fixed it. It's not a problem anymore. And there's from a, all the pucks and all the brand new ones, we haven't had a single problem yet. So, and there's a replacement program or deer called we familiar PIP. with the term PIP product, product improvement yep. Yep. Uh, program, but there's a there's a pip to replace that whole connection yeah and oh, so you just, sorry you just we just need i just wanted to throw that out there because i guarantee if we didn't put that out there people are going to be kicking and screaming that we didn't mention that and but the one thing i'll you know we'll, we'll go back to precision just for a second they are very good at getting people married to their system just like john deere is oh so yeah it's, absolutely it's kind of like a like you don't run a little bit of this and a little bit of that it's all or nothing you're kind of you're a precision guy or you're a deer guy so one thing we didn't talk about too, if you're um, using Precision 2020 system, which data platform are you usually climate field yeah, view? Climate field view, and um, again, field view did a good job of pushing deer in the right direction of you know, yeah, getting getting operation center to be where it needs to be, getting their poop in the group. Yep. Um, but one of the and this is just some feedback that we've had from <laughs> from customers is that ever since that uh, Precision planning got sold to Echo, right, mm -hmm. and Climate Field View stayed with uh, Bayer after the Monsanto acquisition. So we've just had some feedback that the experience hasn't been as seamless. I've, yeah. um, and we've actually, do, we've had quite a few customers switch to operation center just that. because was, of that. So not to, you know, they still have a lot of good following. Yeah, absolutely. But, and, but then, then also we got to put this in here too. If you have two planners, one's a deer planner, one's a precision planner, and they're planting the same field and you want uh, all your planning data in one program or the other, op center is tricky. Because if you have two different like brands in the same field on the same date and everything, one's going to take over and one's not. So you're only going to have like half your coverage. Well, we're going to try to figure out how to remedy that because I hope they don't mind this, but our demo at Larson Farms was precision and deer planters in the same field. Yep. And so there's the going to be, I'm going to have to, well, I shouldn't say me, me yep. and Chris are going to have to do some digging on that and try to see. Yeah, how there's some workarounds. Yeah, there's some workarounds. Yep. And and so if, we'll get it figured out. If you guys, if anybody listened to this, watched any of the, you know, Instagram stuff that Larson Farms was posting, running those planners, they were having tons of fun. 
Chet texted me and said, I think it's the most fun I've ever had planting. Yeah, because it... But it, Sam is now about... Sammy J is about to have a ton of fun <laughs> trying to data. stitch that data <laughs> No, that is... I am all for it. So we're, we'll move on from precision a little bit because we do have a couple new offerings from deer that we should talk about. They don't really have a direct comparison from precision, and those are furrow vision and exact shot to start with. I mean, there yeah. are a couple other a la carte planner upgrades you can get from deer. You know, these are the ones that like... These are like the candy bars at the at the checkout at the counter checkout that you just grab because when you're, when you're at Target and you've already got a full cart, and then you're like, ah, oh, but I sure could use a Snickers right now. <laughs> Drop me in a little LED lighting kit. Uh, maybe, oh, maybe I do need spoke gauge wheels. Um, that so, that LED that light kit, the performance upgrade light kit. Oh yeah, that thing is awesome. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> you're an, if you're an Instagram farmer, you you need that. Yeah, it's you like it's underglow. It. It's literally underglow. Yeah. And who doesn't love underglow? <laughs> If you want to look like a, a BTO, BTO. Yeah. jinx, <laughs> God, we're cute. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so furrow vision, talk, talk to me about furrow vision. This is basically a system. It doesn't go on every row. It's no, it goes on like three across the bar. It, depending on, depending on how many row it is. But if these are two things that are, they aren't available when you buy a new model, your 24 no, planner. They're not. They're only have limited availability as an Pucks. upgrade kit yes so you have to order them as a puck yes and so furrow vision is basically just putting a camera inside your true v opener to see where your seat is placed and look at your trench to see if you're having sidewall compaction or if you're mudding it in the seat or make sure each seat is looking correctly for spacing and it's way more advanced than i even thought it would be yeah and precision does that, have so. a monitor for like seed trench quality yeah right? so they have i can't remember it's, it's smart firmer smart firmer smart bingo firmer. that's what it is because it, it'll measure like your organic matter in your soil and different things like that and actually monitor the trench itself and everything yeah. does but, it have a camera though but it doesn't have a camera yeah that's what i thought yeah it just has sensors on it so it's not vision so it, it <laughs> so it doesn't it doesn't see but yeah so furrow vision is a physical camera inside your seed trench that monitors your seed spacing and also your furrow and a bunch of other stuff that is over my head. Sure. A lot of things are. You're not all that tall. Correct. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I don't know. I had to do that. You, you just put it on a T sometimes. Like. <laughs> uh, and then the other one is exact shot. Exact now, furrow shot. vision and exact shot are not compatible together. Correct. You have one or the other. You have one. You can get one or the other, right? Yep. They so don't. exact shot is every row and it's a new fertilizer system that places fertilizer on top of the seed not yes. in between on top so there's, with there's exact a lot of confusion rate, about that so with exact rate we can do variable rates variable down rate. to the row unit yep but this is a pulsing this is a yep. pulsing system fertilizer delivery system that exact puts, shot is yeah that yeah that puts fertilizer or chemical directly on the seed and then closes up the trench and goes yeah it looks at the seed seed sensor tells it where the, where seed, the seed is, is. and then using using the uh PFM. PFM, pure fun math. It, <laughs> it sounded like you, even though you didn't censor yourself, it sounded like we cut, we bleeped you. <laughs> uh, it then times the pulsing so it gets the yep. fertilizer. So the idea is that you're not applying. Yeah, you know, you're not half applying. The, or fertilizer half. Yeah, so time. you're going you're gonna to cut your starter cost down by 33% is what they say. Yeah, and there's still some different opinions or I guess different studies going on about how that affects your yield by placing fertilizer on the directly seed. on the seed and, you and also, like what rates are going to be ideal for those situations. And sometimes like it might even, 
there's some situations where it may drop your yield slightly, mm-hmm. but because you saved so much on chemical, it outweighs a little bit of a drop in yield yep. essentially. Because varying opinions, some people can will say yes, you can put starter and different chemicals on top of the seed. Some say they have to be away from it, depending on the label and depending on what the actual chemical in the starter is. It can harm the seed if you put something directly on top of it. Yeah, there's some products, yeah, that that, fungi- some fungicides and some things fungi- like that. You yeah. need to talk to your, your provider to know, is this safe or not? Yep. And also in, sa- in sandy soils, some rates of fertilizers can burn can burn seed too. Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, it, it's a big. It's going to be a big thing whether on or off the seed is going to be because Yield 360 has a system similar to it that they can do either on the seed or between the seeds. Don't know what it's called, but they do have a system out there like that. So I'm um, eventually deer will do get. Do they the call point. it a kick in the seeds? <sighs> that was bad. Was it that bad? Yes, it was. Uh, one it, of my worst qualities is that I laugh too hard at my own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to end uh, this podcast, Sam? This episode, at least. Well, let's we'll just put it out there. Precision planning isn't forced to be reckoned with, and they're going to be around for a long time. Not not a doubt in my mind. The competition's good. The competition's always good. But it just comes down to the service serviceability behind it, whether it's through our service department or your precision dealer, who's going to be faster responding, who's going to be there for you when things go wrong. Hey, everybody has problems with stuff at some point, you know, and the, the true test of a product is how well, you know, the dealer and the company can stand, stand behind, behind it. it. I think we, we do a great job at Kibble Equipment, and especially in my experience of if there's a problem, We'll get out there and fix it, and we're confident that we can take care of it quickly. We got the right um, people on board, and we got the right knowledge where we'll handle her. Well, like just to finish here, like the demo planner that went out to Larson Farms. Yep. That first day, uh, it wasn't doing exactly what they wanted to. They had some alignment issues on the closing disc. They didn't really like the way the stitching discs were kind of pulling seeds out of the ground. Yep. Uh, closing wheels were not fit for their ground and they wanted to go because there was some weather moving in and they thought they were going to be really productive and that's just that's just something that happens when you take something from i mean that tractor went a long way so yeah. from sandy ground into a like a heavier loam ground and so there's going to be a lot of adjustment that's got to take place and uh so we went out there we tried some different closing discs we got it adjusted and then they were really happy and i'm not ashamed of the fact that that planner wasn't working all that well at yeah, first no and then we went out there, we made the necessary adjustments, and then everything went really well after that. So yep. uh, I think that's a big part of a decision when it comes down to, yep. do you want to go with this brand or that brand? And do you want to mix and match, or do you want to stick with one contact point like you would with yep. a dealer like Cable Equipment? Should we end it there? End it there. Well, see you later.